Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Wednesday the 9th of December. In your squeeze today, new alcohol guidelines. Australia leads the world in forcing Google and Facebook to pay for news. Japan's modern solution to boost their population. And Bluey is minted. This is your squeeze today. Starting today, Claire talking about how much alcohol is too much. The National Health and Medical Research Council, which is the government body that provides advice to the government on research funding and health guidelines, says we shouldn't be drinking more than 10 standard drinks per week. That's down from the previous advice of 14 drinks. It also says that you should have no more than four standard drinks on any one day. It's also hardened the advice around kids and pregnant women. Kids under 18 shouldn't ever drink, they say. That's to reduce the risk of injury and other bad health outcomes. And for pregnant women and those planning on becoming pregnant, they shouldn't drink. Neither should women who are breastfeeding, the new guidelines say. Yeah, the council says that what's changed between 2009 and now is that the link between drinking at what they describe as fairly low levels and cancer has become stronger. The guideline change, Claire, though, has certainly got its critics, some arguing that alcohol consumption is already at a 50-year low. There's also advice from the Institute of Health and Welfare that risky lifetime drinking is in decline. Alcohol Beverages Australia, which is the peak industry group, says that the science behind it isn't particularly transparent and say that it's a problem if there's health advice out there that will be seen to be questionable, that it's ignored. That's not good for any of us, they say. Well, if like me, you're counting drinks in your head, let me help you out on the standard drink front. A standard drink contains 10 grams of pure alcohol. So it's about 285 mils of full strength beer. It's a can of mid-strength beer. It's 100 mils of wine or a single shot of spirits. Happy counting. World first is something you'll hear a lot in relation to this next one, Claire. Australia is set to become the first place on earth to make Google and Facebook pay for news content. This is one that news organisations here in Australia have collectively been lobbying for for some time. And yesterday, Treasurer Josh Frydenberg said that a mandatory bargaining code will aim to restore some balance in the market after advertising revenues have plummeted 75% since 2005. That's because tech platforms like Google and Facebook have sucked up a lot of that advertising spend, leaving those media outlets with about 19% of it. What the new code, which will be introduced into Parliament today, uh, would plan for is that the tech giants would need to negotiate with those Australian news companies over the value of their content to be paid. But part of that negotiation would see the tech companies be able to factor in the value of having that content on the platforms and the exposure that their content gets with Australian news consumers. That's certainly the argument of Google and Facebook who oppose the legislation. They say they drive traffic to those news sites. Josh Frydenberg said yesterday, for every $100 of online advertising spend, $53 goes to Google, $28 goes to Facebook, and $19 go to other participants. We're going to do a squeeze shortcut on this one, Claire. Look out for that tomorrow. Yep, rubbing my hands together already. Can't wait. In another world first, Margaret Keenan, who turns 91 next week, she lives in Northern Ireland, has a claim to fame that probably would have seemed odd a year ago, but here we are. She's become the first person to be 
be vaccinated for COVID-19. Yep, coming up to her birthday, she said it was a real honour to be that first person. That UK program started being rolled out across the country last night, our time. There's 800,000 doses of that Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine that's being distributed to the over-80s and to health workers as soon as possible. There's many millions doses more. There'll be enough for about 20 million citizens uh, coming up very quickly. The UK isn't the only place now with an immunisation program. Russia has made its vaccine free to teachers, medical workers and other essential workers. And China's vaccine is about to be approved for use in Indonesia and other nations across Asia, Africa and Latin America. Lots of talk about a vaccine also in the US, Claire. Yeah, in the US, there were reports yesterday that the Trump administration passed up a chance to buy about 100 to 500 million additional doses of that Pfizer vaccine. They've already secured enough to vaccinate 50 million people, but they had the chance to secure enough doses to vaccinate many more. So lots of pressure on Donald Trump there. A royal commission into the Christchurch mosque attack has found that the attacks could not have been prevented, but certainly more could have been done. That's right. What it did find is that security agencies were almost exclusively focusing on Islamist terrorism. That gave those agencies very little bandwidth to look at things like white supremacists, and that, of course, is what Australian government Brenton Tarrant was. Uh, Also, there was an issue with police failing to properly vet gun licences, and that allowed Tarrant the opportunity to accumulate a trove of weapons. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern apologised. She's accepted the Commission's 44 recommendations and one of the imams from one of the mosques that was targeted said that it's an opportunity to reset trust between police and the Muslim community. 51 people were killed and dozens more injured in that attack back on the 15th of March 2019. To Japan now, Claire, and depending on how you look at it and what you consider old, it's a country of older people. In fact, collectively, they're the oldest in the world with almost a third of their population aged over 65. Now the government is doing something about it and it's a very modern solution. They're putting government funding into matchmaking programs that use artificial intelligence. They say the one way to make sure that their population doesn't decline to about half what it is today by the end of the century is to make sure that the singles who are ready to mingle are able to find a partner and apparently artificial intelligence is where it's at. This is the new world. At this stage, they're matching people via age and income. It seems fairly shallow. What they're saying is they need to perhaps get a few more things in there like hobbies and that way they might have a bit more success. I would have thought star signs were the way to go. Oh, yeah. Well, that always works, of course. (laughs) Always. Now, as the mother of a a 10-month-old Claire, Bluey is something that I feel is about to come heavily into my orbit. (laughs) For those who don't have little ones around, Bluey is a TV program for preschool-aged kids. It's taken the world by storm. It's a huge hit. Bluey and her family live in a Queenslander home in Brisbane, and they're sitting pretty, property speaking, Claire. Uh, They're minted. The healers, absolutely <laughs> minted. And Bluey, Bingo, Chili and Bandit live in this absolute palace that has city views and it's worth up to about $4 million, according to real estate agents in Brizzy. There you go. And finally, Claire, the International Olympic Committee has confirmed breakdancing will become an Olympic sport in Paris in 2024. 
Yep, the idea is to make the games more gender balanced and more youthful, uh, although not too happy are those traditional sports that have been knocking on the door of getting into the Olympics for many years, if not decades now, squash being one of them. I also learnt that the cool kids call it breaking, Claire, so we'll start referring to it as such. Sure, that'll make us sound a lot more hip, I'm sure. (laughs) We need all the help we can get. That's all the news from us today. Thank you so much for tuning into the Squiz Today podcast. We'll be back with you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Superannuation can sometimes feel like just another overwhelming life admin chore. But as a member of Aware Super, you'll have access to lots of free online tools to help you, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you might need for retirement and comes with an easy to understand plan of how to get there. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.